Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy. We're all about your home, kitchens, baths, tile, and everything else that you can think of. You name it, we chat about it. And now on with our show. Well, today is June 2nd. I don't know where May went, but, you know, June just hit us right in the face. And we have a special guest. But before I tell you who it is, I'm going to explain a little bit about wall-to-wall carpeting and why we use it. Uh, it became popular in the 50s. It was more affordable for every family, not just for the wealthy. And so people started using it a lot. A matter of fact, in uh, my youth, we had wall-to-wall carpeting, and you thought that was the end-all and be-all. And then some people put it into the bathrooms. Ugh, what a no-no that is. So in those days, um, everybody thought that, hey, bathrooms are great for it. Don't ever think about that. That's a great place to grow mildew. Um, but now we're, we're, we've become more picky with our flooring products, and that's why we have a special guest who's going to explain everything that we want to know about carpeting. Today it's carpeting. Maybe next week it'll be another kind of material on your floor. But today, John Kozlowski, who is a flooring consultant with Healthy Home Flooring, is with us. And we're going to ask him a ton of questions. Hey, John, thanks for uh, stopping by. Well, hey, Nancy, I appreciate you having me. Um, there, I have a million questions, as you know. And I just, where do we start? I mean, carpeting has been around forever. So I guess the first thing we're going to say is, and you deal with people coming in to your showroom or you go out to their home, um, How do you know or how do you suggest what carpeting they should use? Do you go by the lifestyle, the room, the budget, or all of the above? Uh, Well, it's absolutely all of the above. It's it's really dependent. What I like to tell people is uh, traffic. Traffic in the home. How much wear and tear is it going to get? Do you have little kids? Do you have pets? Um, Those should be your primary primary concerns really because color is great um a lot of people want to want to say okay i'm doing i'm painting my walls i'm painting my cabinets this and that and now i'm trying to choose a a color scheme for the carpet well i like to tell people start with one thing choose your paint first then choose your carpet choose your carpet first and then choose your paint But, but mainly what what is the activity in the home really doing so are we, are we are we worried about dirt? Are we worried about kids drawing or, or using their mother's nail polish for painting on the carpet? Are we worried about the dogs tracking in, you know, dead animals? What whatever it might be, that's really your number one concern because you want it to last. You're gonna you're gonna pay a, a you know a, a fairly hefty price on carpet. Let's face it, doing the floors in your home is not cheap. So you want it to last, really. That's the ultimate thing. Oh, wait a minute. I always thought that if you couldn't afford tile, just go for the carpeting. That's really cheap. Was I going in the wrong direction? Or are there so many grades of carpeting that you can go cheap all the way to the high end, right? Well, that's exactly it, too. You can go cheap all the way to the high end. I like to tell people that carpet is, is, is half the price of tile, or a hard surface. I don't even want to get into wood because of the prices those have gone off the charts these days. But let's say with tile, carpet's usually cheaper. If you keep it into a mid-level carpet, 
Now, carpet can range like crazy as well. You can get entry-level carpet that, you know, landlords will put into an apartment building just, just to get it new and fresh, but it won't last very long. Then you can get into much high-end, high, higher-end carpets. You can even go into wool fibers, which no one ever does these days. But my point is, is that there's a wide spectrum of pricing. So the price really is determined by the material of the fiber, whether it's synthetic or wool or nylon or what. There's 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 a bunch of components that go into it. It's yes, nylon, uh, the 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 type of fiber, the the density, uh, the pile height. Um, uh, let's see the 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 pet protection. We'll get into that. It's a, it's an acronym PET, which is basically a, a, a stain and soil protectant that actually gets into the DNA of the fibers. Oh, does that come already? Um, does it have that protection when they buy the carpet, or do they have to spray something on it to uh, keep stains from? digging into the carpet i mean that's how it started out when carpet you know first came came around the 50s 60s and 70s they had to add a, a solution after the fact nowadays the technology has, has gotten to a point where they basically use a coating um it's a it's a wax coating it's it's a solution that's in the dye so when they dye the carpet the color the the coating the wax coating is in the dna of of the fibers essentially, but it comes with the dye. Does that make oh. sense? Yeah. Almost like if you have granite, you have to uh, seal it. Right. To protect it. So this is a protectorant. And it, I mean, what kind of stain would not be, uh, let's see, how can I put this? If you have a carpet that has that protectorant, what kind of stain is going to stain anyway. I mean, if a dog decides to use your carpet for a bathroom, yeah. uh, if wine spills on it, if blood gets on there, do uh, any of those come out very easily because you have this protectorant? The 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 dog the dog urine is is probably the easiest to get out. Really? Yeah, yeah, because that that's what that PET falls under. That that is you know most most car- most carpets would have a lifetime stain. And soil protection against it, warranty on it. Oh, while Why? you're saying lifetime, I have a question. Does that mean the lifetime of the carpet, or if you sell the house, does that warranty go with the carpet? So you, it's it's the lifetime of the carpet, which means that yes, that is transferable. Oh. Usually, yeah, usually that's a one-time trans transfer. Oh. Um, to a new owner. Absolutely. Because these days I'm seeing so many people flipping houses. I yes. would think that whoever put the carpeting in purchased that carpeting and then in the way it's going in three days sells the house. So the owner is really the second owner of the carpet. So I would think, yeah, they could enjoy the warranties. That That's absolutely true. If, if that carpet itself is, has a PET, pet mm-hmm. protection in it. Now you got to be careful because these get these people flipping houses all the time. They just give you entry level carpenter builder grade carpet. They just want that's the, those are the first first two things to get changed in a house are are the flooring and the paint on the walls. 
Well, I'm seeing these houses that they're fixing up. By the way, every house they fix up has white cabinets, gray countertop, gray walls, gray carpeting, right? And typically maybe uh, planks that are ceramic or vinyl, and they're all gray. Uh, so every, but when you buy a house, I guess you should ask for the paperwork for the carpet if it's new. Absolutely. Oh, that's a oh, good one. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. And the gray thing, I'm glad you brought that up. Are you seeing a lot of straight grays or is there more of a beige? I'm seeing in? a lot of grays. I know that I just looked it up. Trends for carpeting are if you're going to buy a house, flip it. Uh, I'm sorry, if you're going to sell a house, if you're going to flip it, if you're going to just even put new carpeting in your house, going with the basic warm tone grays or taupes, Mm -hmm. uh, stay away from white. We all know that. It looks good if you have nobody living in the house, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Fence that off if you have kids or dogs. I wanted to talk about the material. It's, do they call it a, a twist or a sheared, or what are the different terms for the the uh, fiber itself? So, well, the okay, so the fiber itself, you have you have different fibers. You have nylon, you have polyester, uh, you have wool. There's there's other ones. Uh, what about Berber? Is that still popular? I I, I sell a fair amount of Berber. You know, really? Well, the Berber. So typically, Berber you would think of as sort of a rough. Yeah. Uh, fiber. I have Berber, but you have to you have to remember the Berber is basically sewn in to the backing in a loop. Okay, it's not a mm-hmm. straight file. Right. Okay, so you can still get it loop with a a polyester, which is much softer. So, mm-hmm. uh, to, you still use the term Berber with that looped carpet in a polyester. I remember somebody telling me if you're going to get Berber, don't think about seaming the Berber because it doesn't seam properly. And also you can't, don't have people come in your house with high heels or a nail sticking out of their shoe because it Mm. will pull. Is that still true today? Or, or, or dogs, nails or or, cats, cats, nails. That's what I try to steer people away from Berber because that will just, That'll just pull on the thread. So it's not as durable as, uh, say, a cut pile or uh, I don't know what you call it, um, where they have high and low uh, carpeting. Boy, I'm really stupid when it comes to carpeting. Um, What about, you know, well, there are the different looks, the patterns that are made with uh, either loops and cuts um, together. The patterns, they'll, they'll have a combination of a straight pile and a, and a, and a loop. Mm -hmm. That's how you get that design pattern going on. So usually they're a low pile, um, which, which means better for high traffic because, because if it's not as tall, it doesn't have anywhere to go. It doesn't have anywhere to crush down to. It's already starting off low. And also that particular carpet doesn't show your vacuum marks. That drives me nuts when, right? right? And I'm seeing that on these houses that they're flipping. Um, You've got to get somebody that has to do the perfect pattern with their vacuum cleaner so it looks good in the picture. Yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, I don't have the patience to just keep up with the vacuum pattern. I don't know about you. 
Uh, no, I don't. But also, it shows every footprint. Yeah. You know, when it's higher, right? When it's when it's higher, when it's less dense, it's going to show more footprints, but you're going to get a softer cushion. So I guess that leads us into sort of density and weight. Mm-hmm. Where think think of this. Okay, I'm going to use the I'm going to use the the the, the four finger hand example. The density of the carpet. It's all about how many fibers go into a square inch. Okay. Okay. So take your, take your hand and, and hold, hold it straight up with your four fingers and, and hold them tight together. Now try, now try and bend your four fingers at the, at the first knuckle, second knuckle, right? It's not that easy if you're, if you're squeezing your fingers tight. Right. Now take, now take your one index finger and try and do the same thing. Just bend it at, at the knuckles. Bends much easier, right? Yeah. Okay. So basically, basically that's that's carpet density in a nutshell. The more the more fingers, the more fibers you have in a in a smaller uh, square square inch space, the less cushion you're going to get because of that density. Uh, okay. That makes sense. Good thing. Too bad we don't have this on Zoom, but I'm sure everybody could sit there with their fingers sticking straight up, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Where does the uh, padding come into play with this? So padding, it, it's kind of a delicate balance between the padding and, and the um, uh, and the density and the weight of the carpet. Pretty much you don't need to go into an upgraded pad if you already have a dense carpet. It's not going to do anything for you. It's not going to make it more uh, resilient. It's not going to make it more cushiony. So basically, I suggest what we use at Healthy Home Flooring is a a six-pound pad. Some people use a four-pound pad. We use a six-pound. It basically provides the cushion that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. now you can upgrade it to say an eight pound pad, which will make it more dense at the same time. That takes away the cushion. So it's it's really a misconception in the industry that a better pad and you know a lower grade carpet is the way to go. Yes, somebody told me when you have a thicker pad and a lower weight carpet then the legs of your furniture sink right in there. Thicker and pad, lower grade carpet. Yes, because yes. Now, now all that now all that cushion is is basically being absorbed by the pad. The carpet. Right. So if you're one off. who moves your furniture around a lot, you've got a problem because then you've got the marks on your carpeting that are hard to get up. They it, it may not come back. It may not spring back to life. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about some more interesting things after I tell everybody about Monogram. Monogram Appliances, they are one of my sponsors. I love them. And they have two distinct collections, the Minimalist Collection and the Statement Collection. I would suggest you go to their website, monogram.com, so that you can look at both these collections and decide which ones would be best for you when you're remodeling your kitchen. Or even if you don't remodel your kitchen. Nowadays, everybody is getting new appliances 
and this would be a good uh, way to go. Look at the website, check them out, and then you can go to your neighborhood appliance store and ask a bunch of questions before you buy so that you're happy with your appliances. Okay, talking about uh, warranty on appliances, we can talk about warranty on carpeting. Um, how important is that? Does every carpet come with a good warranty? So if I could um, give a shameless plug to our manufacturer, which is Shaw Carpets, mm-hmm. which is one of the, you know, the, the largest in the U.S., if not the world, they give fantastic warranties. They give you, you, For an entry-level carpet, you'll get a 10-year manufacturer warranty. For anything upgraded to that, you'll get 15, 20, or even lifetime which tends to go past 25 years. I mean, that's, again, the conversation of lifetime of the carpet. Ah. Well, that's good. Hey, let's talk about carpeting on stairs. Okay. You know, first of all, nobody ever walks at the edge of the stairs to the left and right by the wall. They're always walking in the center, just like they do that in hallways. Carpeting in hallways drives me nuts because the carpeting closest to the left and right wall always looks brand new and then you got that traffic pattern but with stairs what do you suggest what if the house had a very plush carpet do you use that same plush carpet on the stairs see that's a tricky one nancy yes i my initial gut is yes because you want everything to match these are jeopardy questions john so i'm glad you're able to answer (laughs) that's pretty good I'm going to give the best answer I can because okay. you're absolutely right. Yes, it, it'll it'll crush down, and you'll see that that you know that goofy crush down in the middle, and then basically brand new carpet on the edges. So a lot of times I say, okay, you can do this. You do the stairs in the hallway as as a as a low pile, high traffic carpet. Um, patterns are great for that. That mm-hmm. that that That's low Berber true. loop is great for that. Um, as long as the dogs don't go up and down the stairs. Yeah. As long as, oh, there you go. Yeah. The doggies always, we live our lives revolving around the doggies. A lot of us. Yeah. Um, but then what you can do is since, since, okay. So aesthetically, since bedrooms are separate, you can do, you can do that one carpet in the hallway, in the, in the stairs. Then what I like to suggest to people is do a, a transition piece between the hallway and the bedroom because the bedrooms are shut off. Mm-hmm. They're, they're their own entity. Basically you can do whatever you want in the bedrooms, but have a transition piece. So you don't try to match up the seams. Mm-hmm. So you're going to, because the pile height is going to be different. Right. So I suggest to people all the time, especially in Arizona do like a cool, you know, two inch by three inch tile transition. Just oh, you're suggesting away. using a tile transition between two different color or types of carpeting. That's absolutely. Yes. Oh, I never thought of that because you can do, you don't need any carpet can go right up the tile, put the texture right next to it. And then you just have, you don't even notice the height difference because the door is closed. Hmm. Well, what about thicker carpeting on stairs as a problem for sliding down the stairs? It happened to me. That's why I'm bringing this up. If Uh I wasn't wearing shoes and I slid right down many steps. Yeah. So I guess you can't do anything about it. That's why the low carpeting is a good idea. You, You can if you do a nylon carpet. 
So or if you're not clumsy like me, yeah. Well, <laughs> no one's calling anybody names here, but I, I know the feeling. You just you just catch that nosing of the stair, mm-hmm. and then yeah, slide down you go. Yeah. Okay, I have another question because I've been reading up on carpeting, even though I don't sound like I know what I'm talking about, especially before when I couldn't figure out what you call the uh, the twist or the cut. Um, but should the average person try to figure out their square footage before they go shopping or can they just have somebody come and measure for them? Well, professionally, I, I mean, I come and measure every, every job that we look at. Um, oh, just so to give a price you can go and measure? Just to give a price. Yeah. Oh, go and measure. Absolutely. Cause what that, cause what that does, and most people don't really know this, so you have to figure the carpet comes in a roll, usually 12, 12 inches or, or 12 feet or 15 feet mm-hmm. wide. All right. So now you, have to, now you have to think of carpet waste, number one, because you have, to take a, you have to take a whole square and figure that's how much carpet you need to cover the space. So closets... Uh, misshapen rooms, you're going to have waste this way and that way on an angle. Um, so basically, and then you have the seams. Mm-hmm. Now, what, what I can do when I come in with, with my tablet and, and our stuff, basically I can adjust, okay, is the seam, is the carpet, the 12-foot wide carpet going to cover this much space going east? Is it going to cover the same amount going north to south? And then there, in, in that way, especially if it's a bedroom, because at, at that point you don't really, because they're on their own separate spaces, you care more about how much you're going to spend in waste versus the, the, the lay pattern of the carpet. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, what I, that's what I focus on when I measure carpet is how much waste can we eliminate waste based on the lay pattern, the direction and is it really going to matter? Because all that does really does is the, the light catches the fibers in a different way. Yeah, that's true. Um, there are a lot of people who are do-it-yourselfers. I can see where they can figure their own square footage, give or take. A lot of times they do forget the closet or the uh, maybe the little foyer area um, or maybe they forgot the stairs. But not a big deal because you're going to go measure anyway. But what about the people who say, oh, don't worry about installation. I can do it myself. How hard is it to install carpeting? Oh, boy. Um, it, it seems like it should be really easy, and it's, it's pretty much anything but. You have to have special tools. You have, to have, you have to be able to stretch the carpet once you tack it down. What are you tacking, what are you tacking the tack strip down to? Cement or plywood? On, a, on the second floor of a house. Mm-hmm. All these things come into play that, you know, Harry homeowner usually isn't going to f- think about. And we use a power stretcher. So you really need to get that carpet stretched or else it's going to buckle over a short period of time, a couple of years. Mm. Um, how long does a carpet last before it has to be stretched, restretched? It It should, if it's installed properly, it should be, 10, 15 years. Oh, really? That long? Yeah. If it's properly power stretched and the traffic is medium traffic, you know, we're not putting a dance studio in there or something like that, where uh, 
it, it, it should maintain anti-buckling as well as hold up, you know, endurance durability wise. Oh, that's good to know. Well, I think we covered just about everything. Uh, what are you seeing in carpet trends for 2021? I'm sure you're getting uh, a lot of people coming in um, because a lot of people have been home with the pandemic and now they're all wanting to redo their house. I know the kitchen and bath industry is booming. So carpet wise, what are you seeing? So in terms of, uh, we do a lot of polyester carpet. Um, that's going to get you your, your wax coating. That's going to get you basically, you know, that the, the hypoallergenic, uh, made out of recycled plastic bottles. People are big into that these days. There's no shedding. So a lot of, you know, a lot of allergens in Arizona, that's for sure. Um, so people are trying to keep that down color wise. People are into the speckled look. So not so much of a solid color, not so much of a barber pole twist Mm -hmm. it's more like a mid-range speckle so if you want to if you want a uh, earth tones grays and beiges you can err on the side of gray with some beige speckled in or the other way around so they're not going solid solids are kind of going away unless that's just what you're used to well Unless you put it in a master bedroom, I would think a kid's room has to have something a little more durable um, and something that's not going to show every stain. Family rooms, probably, although I'm seeing, as you are probably, more tile or hard surface in family rooms, kitchens, bathrooms, hallways, even living rooms with area rugs. So I'm seeing a lot more carpeting in the bedrooms. That's where they're keeping that. True, very true. Yeah. But then you then you brought up stains, so yeah. the the speckled look will definitely help hide stains. Yeah. Okay. One more question, John, and then I'll let you go. How often should we vacuum our carpet? Once a week, at least. Really? Do the, you do you suggest a, a special kind of carpet, like one with a beater, or just go over it lightly, or what? Um, so I, I guess I'm going to think about keeping up the carpet's warranty. Mm-hmm. So obviously you can get deep into the warranty. Some companies will actually have you vacuum with a specific type of vacuum. Um, do they give you a, um, percentage off if you go buy a new vacuum or they should well, say, they'll, here, they'll here's hold our up gift. Their end of the bargain, <laughs> hold up their <laughs> end of the bargain with the warranty. So oh. specific types of vacuums are listed under warranties. Oh, professional cleaning, non-shampoo, zero resolute, zero, uh, zero res. Yeah. Cleaning is huge. Shaw Shaw demands you get it professionally cleaned once a year to hold up the warranty. How are they going to prove that? Yeah, uh, receipts. Oh, receipt. you're kidding. No really? man. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah, as the the thing is you you just want to vacuum your carpets once a week because the dust circulates and it's actually better carpets are better for allergens because they hold down the dust. 
rather than a hard surface. See, and I was thinking that if you've got allergies, a carpet would hold the dust more than, I was thinking opposite. So they say, oh, you have allergies, get rid of your carpeting. If it's, if it, if you don't maintain it, sure. It, you know, just like anything, it can hold down, you know, that dust can get wet and turn to mold really quickly. Um, but if you maintain it properly, if you vacuum it properly, depending on now, this is where we can get back to the pile height and the density and thickness of your carpet and how your vacuum is going to perform against that. But it's going to hold down the dust where you just vacuum it up. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds good. So now we've learned just about as much of the all about the carpet as much as we can hold in our brain, enough to make us just a little dangerous. But still, we need a professional. You know, and as I say in every podcast, yes, I do believe that the do-it-yourselfers can do a heck of a job, but really, get the professional, no matter what area we're talking about, whether it's carpeting or getting a kitchen design or doing a plumbing job. You know, you can't beat the professional. You know, if you had a problem, would you do your own brain surgery? No. Always go to the professional. That's my two cents for the day. John, thank you so much for taking the time to do this podcast. I just want to talk about our other sponsor, Thermador. Thermador has two distinct collections as well. They have the Masterpiece Collection, which is more of a modern design, and the Professional Collection, which, like the name says, is more professional grade, uh, almost a restaurant style. Thermador is luxury that lasts, empowered by design and led by innovation. So if you want to learn more about Thermador, go to thermador.com. So, John, thank you again. Um, This was really enlightening. I feel like, wow, I know a little bit more about carpeting than I did before. Oh, my pleasure, Nancy. (laughs) Happy to help. Yeah, this was fun. Thank you. I hope everybody enjoyed today's show. Be sure to subscribe. You can rate and comment on the platform that you're using to listen to these podcasts. And don't forget to share them with your friends. If you want to learn more about me, you can go to nancyhugo.com. I have a website that shows all of my work and a little bit about me. And if you have any questions for me or for John about carpeting, you can email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. I just want to throw in one quick note about my second podcast, Hugo Floss, and that's the one that I do with my nerdy son. We talk about everything but not design. So if you're interested in that, that's also on several platforms. It's called Hugo Floss. So everybody have a great day and stay safe and thank you for listening.